Now more with Frank Gaffney. Welcome back, and a very special welcome to a man that I admire greatly, both for his longtime service, well, not just to his country, the United Kingdom, but to the free world uh, in the uniform of a British Army officer, but also that he has rendered since he took that uniform off. His name is Colonel Richard Kemp. He is the host or star, I guess I should say, of a terrific short video by Prager University about the topic that we wanted to visit with him about urgently today in light of what is playing out in the Middle East at the moment, namely the multidimensional assault on the state of Israel, a country in which he has spent a lot of time, including in previous Gaza conflicts and about which he speaks in this Prager University video. Um, he has served with distinction in, among other places, um, Northern Ireland, Bosnia, Macedonia, Iraq, and commanded British forces in Afghanistan. He's a always welcome guest here, and we're delighted to have him back. Colonel, thank you for taking a few minutes on very short notice to visit with us about what's going on at the moment in Israel. Thank you, Frank. It's a real pleasure, as always. I wanted to get your sense as a veteran of previous horrific challenges Israel has faced in trying to deal with the threat from a terrorist organization that surrounds itself with human shields and uses the territory that it has in Gaza to attack Israel. To talk a bit about what's going on there at the moment and whether Israel is today, as in the past, exercising very remarkable and commendable restraint, even as it tries to contend with a mortal threat to its own people. Well, Frank, the, the tactics used by Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad in Gaza will be very familiar to every person from the US forces, British army and, and our allies who have served in Iraq and Afghanistan. They're the same type of tactics. They use human shields. They do so to try and prevent um, our forces from counterattacking, and also when they do counterattack, because of course they inevitably have to, uh, if innocent civilians do die, which again is unfortunately inevitable in this kind of conflict, then they use that in the media to isolate, in this in this case to isolate and vilify Israel and to, to try and force uh, UN condemnation of Israel. I think the difference here is that um, that in in this case in Afghanistan it was thousands of miles away uh, from either of our countries. In this case, they're right on Israel's doorstep, and Israel has no choice other than to act absolutely decisively in this conflict. Yeah, and they are actually attacking across that doorstep into Israel itself, of course, with thousands now of rockets. Um, when you look at some of the tactical decisions that the Israelis have been making uh, in this most recent episode, um, notably attacking the tunnel complexes that the Hamas terrorists have used to both conceal their forces and move them about, and in some cases, launch them against Israel. Um, how would you characterize the measured force that's being used there and the effects? Well, I think the tunnel attack you mentioned is, is a masterpiece of military planning and execution involving surprise deception um, and, and massive attack using 160 aircraft on a small target area in a very short space of time, under an hour. And that takes a huge amount of um, skill and ability and planning. And on top of all the different complexities involved with that, the IDF also took immense steps, as they do with all of their operations, 
to minimise the deaths of innocent civilians. And I think I think that operation will be studied by armed forces for, for, for years to come. Um, and, 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 you know, the same should apply also. And I know in the past, American army and British army have studied Israel's tactics for preventing the deaths of innocent civilians on the battlefield. Um, and they, you know, they, they, I think they are world leaders at that for, for very good reason. Uh, they 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 make phone calls to people in you know in tower blocks or buildings that they're planning to attack, not just telling them to get out before they attack, but also telling them where to go to be safe and how to get there. Extraordinary, as well as you know various other measures like radio broadcasts, etc. Um, and as a result, many many civilian lives have been saved. Of course, some have been lost because it's impossible not to kill innocent civilians in this type of situation. Especially when the enemy goes to such lengths to ensure that you do. Um, this brings me to the, a quick question, sir. Uh, the Israeli Defense Forces took out a building in which uh, the Associated Press and uh, a number of other outlets, Al Jazeera, I believe, and um, several media organizations operated from in Gaza. Um, this is, of course, precipitated howls of outrage by the international media and is, you know, now being added to the litany of reasons why there must be an immediate ceasefire. First of all, talk about the the AP building. And second, um, the advisability of heeding these calls, of having the United States now throw its weight behind efforts the Chinese and others have made uh, to insists that uh, Israel must you know, forego further military operations in Gaza? I mean, first of all, on that building, the, the, the building housed a critical Hamas military center um, and had to be taken out, and any army would have done that, even if the media were there. Again, no accident that it was there, right? Right. Well, of course, you know, one has to ask the question about why international media would be co-locating themselves with Hamas. And if they claim they didn't know, why didn't they know? They're supposed to be investigating. So I think, you know, I have very limited... It strains credulity that they would be clueless about that, don't you think? It, 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 it strains credibility, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and of course, again, you know, these, this wasn't an attack on the media. Israel warned the media and other innocents to get out of there. As for, um, as for uh, the, the, the advisability of pushing for a ceasefire, um, I, I think it's, it would be a grave mistake for the U.S. to try and force Israel to stop their operations against Hamas in Gaza now. Um, of course, countries like China and, and Russia and, and you know, the EU and others will, will want that to happen. They will want to push out these sort of virtue signaling messages. But the U.S. obviously uh, can't just be brushed off if they pressure Israel. So the answer is they should not pressure Israel. Because Israel has to be able to com complete this operation until it has judged that the threat is gone. This is not just about fighting the current conflict. It's about preventing the next one. And of course, that's in everybody's interests. And it's only Israel can judge, only Israel can judge at what that point comes. And other people, particularly responsible players like the U.S., should frankly not get involved in that kind of discussion or certainly not in any public a statement about it. It falls to this very uncertain trumpet of the Biden administration to hold the line and uh, prevent UN Security Council 
measures from being taken and so on against Israel, I, I pray they will do that. I'm, I'm not confident of it, but I pray they will because, as you say, Colonel Kemp, it is in America's interest as well as that of Israel. Let me turn from the Gaza conflict, if I can, Richard Kemp, to other theaters that you're familiar with, uh, notably what's been happening on the Temple Mount. Again, it seems instigated not just by Hamas, but by the uh, so-called moderates, uh, Mahmoud Abbas, uh, the Palestinian Authority. But also what is happening now in the nature of what are being described as pogroms by Israeli Arabs, uh, citizens of the country against their Jewish fellow citizens uh, in cities, it seems, across the land. Well, I think, you know, you can, people, people often try and portray Mahmoud Abbas and Fatah and the Palestinian Authority as being moderates. They're not moderates. They want the same thing as Hamas, i.e. they want the annihilation of Israel. They don't want a two-state solution. They have different means to try and bring that about, but they're, they, they, they share the same objective. And, and the proximate cause of, of violence on Temple Mount and in Jerusalem more widely was, um, w w was a failed election, an election that Mahmoud Abbas called well, very, you know, years, years too late, but then recognized that he was going to lose the election and canceled it and blamed Israel. And that was among other factors that, that led to the flare-up in, uh, in, in Jerusalem. Incitement, in other words. As to the wider uh, attacks across Israel by Israeli Arabs, again, this isn't, these didn't happen by chance. It's the first time we've seen this in over two decades, uh, despite other similar conflicts to what's going on in Gaza. This, again, is, is the result of infiltration by Hamas of Israeli Arab groups across the country who agitated and pressurized these, uh, these attacks. And it's, it, that they have their reasons, which include their desire to, um, to prevent Israeli Arabs from engaging in Israeli mainstream politics, which was on the cards. And also, they are, we shouldn't forget that Hamas and Palestinian Jihad are the proxies of Iran. And it's in Iran's interest to have instability in Israel and in Gaza. Yeah, well, and my fear, and I'm sure it is yours too, sir, is that um, this is a prelude to Iran becoming even more aggressive, maybe through other proxies like Hezbollah in northern Israel, or its vast array of uh, missiles that could be unleashed at any time against the Israelis. This is a fraught moment, and I fear that in no small measure it has been brought about by the policy approach and the personnel choices of the Biden administration. I pray they will, as I say, stay the course and stand by Israel. Um, never again must once again be our watchwords. Colonel Richard Kemp, thank you for joining us today. And thank you for your extraordinary service, uh, not only to your own country and Her Majesty's government, but also to the rest of us in the free world. And for standing by Israel in these moments and helping clarify the valiant efforts that it is making to both protect its people and uh, do so in the most humane manner possible. We appreciate you, sir. Come back to us again very soon, if you will. Next up, Sam Fattis joins us. We'll talk with him about uh, the threat we're facing from Tony Fauci, among others, right after this. 
Hi, this is Frank Gaffney. One of my personal heroes and a truly great American is former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. He's joining two of my Center for Security Policy colleagues, Fred Flights and David Wormser, tomorrow at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time for an online webinar assessing Joe Biden's myriad national security failures. Please register to join us for this timely, in-depth discussion at securefreedom.org.